What's up guys, JeffCavalierAthleteX.com. Today we're gonna to cover the 10 commandments of shoulder training. 10 things that you shalt and shalt not do if you're looking to develop your biggest and healthiest shoulders. So without further ado, let's get right into the commandments. First up, thou shalt not skip thou rear shalt not skip rear delts. Like the man said, thou shalt not skip rear delts. Now, guys, the rear delt is one of the three heads of the deltoid. Why do we forget to do it? It's just as important as the front and middle delt. And in terms of complete shoulder development, you need to do it. So you can see me doing here great exercises for the rear delt, like the face pull, or the exercise that I covered in a recent video where we emphasize the key point of hitting the rear delt is making sure that you get that extension of the elbow back behind the body. It's not doing reverse flies that get you to the level of the body, but somehow, some exercise, some way that puts that elbow back behind the body. Regardless of what exercise you choose, don't forget to do it. Thou shalt not just do rear delts on shoulder day. The beauty about the rear delt is even if you have been ignoring it in your training, you don't have to just relegate it to shoulder day. You can actually add additional volume for the rear delt if you remember to do it on back day because you can easily incorporate rear delt work into back training by simply positioning your elbows differently. If on the last set of a lap pull down you have yet to do any rear delt work this week or you want to add additional volume, just lift those elbows up a little bit, lean back and get them to travel back behind your body instead of straight down. Or on a one arm dumbbell row, instead of allowing the dumbbell to stay nice and tight to your body, which is great if you're trying to work your lats, you can get the rear delt some additional work by just letting your elbow drift away from your body a little bit and pulling up. As you can see, the rear delt gets a lot of that additional work. Or maybe even with a high boy row here, instead of doing a row to your belly button, the high boy row with lighter weight allows you to pull up and back and work on those rear delts to make sure that they're getting the work that they need throughout the course of your training week. Thou shalt not perform the behind the neck press. You heard the man, and I've said it myself many times on this channel, ditch the behind the neck press, especially because you have so many better options. And what you're doing by doing the exercise is forcing your anatomy into a position it doesn't want to press from. And if we don't believe me or him, well, you gotta believe him. This is our Raymond skeleton, and you can look at the direction of this joint. This shoulder joint angles forward about 30 degrees. It does not face straight at you, and therefore, you should not be pressing with my elbow pointed straight at you doing behind the neck pressing. What you need to do is you need to obey what your anatomy is trying to tell you and get your elbow in front of your body a little bit. This is the natural position from the arm and this is the more natural position to press from. And I don't care how long you've been doing the exercise and not getting problems or having problems with it. Ultimately, you're fighting your own anatomy. Fix that by doing what I'm gonna tell you next. Thou shalt not skip overhead pressing. There is no reason to have to abandon overhead pressing just because you can't press from behind the neck. There are so many other ways to load up the exercise, to train your shoulders heavy, but to do it out of a safer position. If I were to sit down and use dumbbells and do, let's say, a classic Arnold press, I could do that, especially if you look at the position of the elbows in that exercise. Arnold was onto something. The elbows are positioned in that scapular plane about 30 degrees away from that midline. And you can see that when I press, they stay there. As Jesse walks around to the side of me, my elbows are in that forward position, allowing me to press more safely. And the same thing can be said if I were to go grab a barbell. The key here is that you grab a more narrow grip on the barbell because by grabbing more narrow, you bring your elbows from this outside position 
to more of an inside position. So now when I press, you can see that the elbows are going to be more in front of your body in that preferred plane. Next, we could do something even more athletic. Now you may not have access to this, but if you've ever seen it in your gym and kind of shied away because you didn't know what to do with it, the gym or press is a great way to explosively train your shoulders and to load up the weight. But here again, look at what it's doing with the position of the elbow. It's getting you in front of your body. So whoever says, oh, you can't behind the neck press so you shouldn't press, is getting it wrong. You need to press. Finally, if you want one more option, I love the lamb mind setup for pressing from. Not only can I train one arm at a time here, but I can eccentrically load my entire core and be explosive on my press. There's a lot of different options, but the key is find one, load it up, and use it. Don't abandon all overhead pressing just because we've told you to forget the behind the neck pressing. Thou shalt not forget to include lightweight. Just like the old saying, what goes up must come down, well what gets heavy should also get light at some point, especially when we're training our shoulders. If you want to get maximum development of your shoulders, it's not always necessary to go so heavy, especially if you want to direct the load specifically to the delts, because a lot of times when we press, we get a lot of extra help from maybe our legs or our triceps or muscles around the area that are helping, and that's a good thing to developing overall strength. But when you want to go for that ultimate hypertrophy of a muscle, you're ultimately going to want to be able to isolate and target that muscle with as much tension as you can. The side lateral raise done in one and a half rep style allows you to get command of the weights, and yes, they're going to be a lot lighter than you used to, but you're going to feel the impact of this immediately. Do the rep, come down halfway, and go back up again. There's no more momentum swinging these weights around. That is all contraction of the delt and whatever strength you have in that delt that is responsible for getting that weight back up. And doing just a few sets of these is going to have a great impact ultimately on how much bigger your shoulders can become because maybe for the first time ever, they're feeling the actual brunt of the load that, we're, that you've been sort of handing off to other muscles in the first place. Make sure you're including some light weights with your heavier training if you want maximum development. Thou shalt honor the exception. This one answers one of the more common questions and that is, how come my shoulders never seem to get sore after I train them? Probably because you're never putting them in an eccentrically overloaded position or delivering tension to that muscle when it's stretched because the exercises that we do for shoulders don't really ever take us into a stretched position, unless that is, we plan for it. And we can do that and we can take advantage of one of the three main stimulus for muscle growth. So here's how you do it. If you're doing a side lateral raise, you can do it with a cable. And what we do is we want to allow the muscle to be stretched by allowing the arm to cross over the midline of your body. Now it can either happen in front of your body or as I'm showing you, it can be behind my body. But the idea is that in the bottom position, when the muscle is actually getting stretched for the first time, we have tension delivered to that muscle. Now we can do the same thing here with a front raise. But we know that to stretch the front delt, you're going to have to get that arm back behind the body. So if you stride out and allow the arm to travel back behind the body, you can see that the tension is still there. We have the stretch. We have the tension. We finally have available to us that stimulus for added growth that we've been overlooking or missing to this point. Thou shalt not ignore bodyweight exercises for bigger shoulders. Once again, the bodyweight exercises get relegated to the not so effective for building muscle category. However, it's simply not the case, especially when we're talking about the shoulders, and especially when you realize that we have options like this for building them. This handstand wall push-up is a tremendous overloader for your shoulders. You're basically lifting about 20% less than your body weight as you press up every single rep. That's a heavy load for those that are used to pressing weight with barbells. 
but you can do it here with your own body weight without needing any equipment at all. And the same can be said here with different variations of push-ups. This modified feet down planche push-up here places a tremendous stress on the front delt and you can do that too, again, without any equipment. And then finally we have even this push-away press which again, we're manipulating our body weight and controlling how we're pressing and we're trying to turn this into a horizontal version of a shoulder press. But try a few of them. Do not discount the benefit of body weight training when it comes to building your shoulders. Thou shalt not skip my favorite shoulder exercise. I didn't know he had a favorite shoulder exercise, but I will say this is one of my favorite too. It's definitely one of my favorite lesser performed exercises. But what you want to do here is you don't always want to isolate the shoulder, right? We talk about the benefits of pressing. The muscles that lie next to each other prefer to usually work together anatomically. So we realize that we can take the upper chest and the front delt and tie it in together and get them to work together with one exercise, then we're going to want to do that. And with this UCV raise, we have the option to do that. You take a dumbbell, you hold it upside down, you're basically not just lifting up, which would be a pure front delt exercise, but we're going to follow the fibers, as I always like to say, of the upper chest and bring it up and across our body. And you can see literally every single muscle in that area is working to lift this dumbbell up. You don't need heavy weights here either. You're going for the focused contraction and trying to make sure that these two muscles are working to lift that dumbbell up to give you another option in your shoulder building arsenal. Now this one could have come earlier in this video, but I am not about to argue with the order of the commandments. But the fact is, if something popping, clicking in your shoulder, grinding, is getting in the way of you getting through your workout or getting the most out of your shoulder workout, then you got to try what we're going to show you right here, because it's going to fix it, at least temporarily. You want to try to fix what we call postural impingement because all the time our shoulders are in this position because we strengthen the muscles here and we do very little to activate or work on any of the muscles that can sort of counteract this internal rotation that leads to impingement. So what we want to do is do that now. We can ignite them, we can awaken them by getting ourselves up against the wall, putting the back of our hands and elbows in contact with the wall, and then just simply trying to raise our arms up, keeping contact with the back of the hands and the elbow. And what you'll find is you may be only be able to get up a little way the first time. And on the second rep, you'll be able to get up a little higher. And on the third rep, maybe a little bit higher. Shoot for about six to eight reps of this. When you walk away from the wall, I promise you, if you had pinching, clicking, popping that came from a postural impingement, it's going to be gone. You're going to be able to do a pain-free workout now with your shoulders, keeping in mind that long-term, this is an indicator, you're going to have to do something else, like more regular rotator cuff work, to fix this once and for all. Thou shalt not skip a workout due to injury. Building off the last point, if you are dealing with a shoulder injury right now and your option has been to skip shoulder training altogether, likely you are doing more damage than good. Because the weaker a shoulder joint becomes and the weaker the muscles around that shoulder joint become, usually the problem gets exacerbated and things get worse. There's always things that you can do on shoulder day, making even some of the modifications I showed you on pressing that allow you to keep training the joint and delivering blood to that area to help the overall process of healing. What happens is we ignore the fact that we're tending to hurt the joint a lot more on other days of our training. For example, if you have a torn labrum, which is something I've dealt with, doing pull-ups and not realizing that every single pull is having a bad impact on that shoulder joint is likely going to lead to you continuing to have a bad shoulder even though you think you're doing the right things by avoiding your shoulder workouts. 
Same thing can be said about bench pressing. If you have an AC joint injury and you continue to bench, allowing your shoulders to pop up every single time you do, you are aggravating that AC joint every single rep. And again, maybe thinking, well, at least I'm not training my shoulders, so I'm doing what I need to to help this thing get better. No, you're not. You're still doing the wrong things on those other days. The key is, Find a way to train around the injuries that you have to keep your progress and your strength there. In the meantime, look elsewhere to maybe what you could be doing wrong on the other days of your training that aren't so obvious. Thou shalt not perform the upright row. Wait a second, that's 11. Well, hey, he's right, and I'm gonna conclude this too. You've heard me say it many times on this channel, and I'm gonna say it one more time for good measure. Do not do the upright row. The upright row is not an exercise that can be modified, made better, improved. Oh, I've been doing it for so long, it doesn't matter. The exercise sucks if you're trying to keep healthy shoulders for the long term, especially when you realize there are other healthy options out there. If you look at the upright row here, I've talked about it so many times, you are putting yourself into position for an impingement. You're internally rotating your arms, weighting it down with the dumbbell, and lifting up overhead. That is the position that we as physical therapists will put a patient in to test to see how much impingement there is in the shoulder. It's not good, but what we can do is a high pull instead because we're flipping the script. Instead of allowing the elbows to lead the way with the hands and wrists down below, we want to let it go the other way. We want to let the hands and wrists lead the way with the elbows down below. This externally rotates the shoulder more, creating more space inside that joint, allowing you to pull and get the delts involved without having to have the impingement likelihood that comes from being internally rotated when you elevate. There's so many ways to train your shoulders to force yourself to do this one exercise when you have all those other options available to you is not a good idea. So there you have it guys, the 10 commandments of shoulder training, and I guess a bonus 11th, but the fact is, if you wanna develop your shoulders to the maximum, and you wanna make sure that you're keeping them healthy in the process, there are things that you're going to want to do, and there are things that you shall not do in order to get there. And what I try to do here is that both a physical therapist and a strength coach is blend those worlds together so that I can get you the right information to allow you to do just that. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below, and if you have any other questions, then Excuse make- me. Jeff, hold on, wait, Jeff, stop, hold on, excuse me. Sure. I have a question. How did you know I was going to train shoulders tomorrow? I mean, you always do that, it never fails. I have to train something, the day before, boom, there's a video. I want to train legs, there's a leg video. I need to train buys, there's a bicep video. I don't know, I guess I just have a knack for it. But what I will do is I'll promise to keep trying to do that for you and for everybody else out here watching. If you want more of these videos, make sure you let me know and I'll make more commandment videos. In the meantime, guys, have a great workout. I'll see you here next time.